Welcome back to Wire to Wire with Nolan RECC. Today's episode features Melinda Redmond and Bobby Ash, both Nolan employees who are retiring after decades of service to co-op members. I started in 1993, March of 1993. I started as a cashier at the front desk and I was there probably, I think it was about five years. And then I went to a customer service rep and I was there for many years. And after that, I was a cashier supervisor. Loved that role, loved that role. And then I went to corporate services manager and loved that role. I was allowed to kind of make that my own. And um, so yeah, that was what I did over the last 31 years. I started out at the old building that was over on um, East Dixie. And I think we were there six years. I think six years, something like that. And then I remember coming over here when it was dirt floors and going through and getting lost. So anytime we have new hires and we, you know, bring them in, you know, I get why they get lost because I got lost, you know. And so when I was hired, I was actually hired in with the meter reader group, even though she told me she hired me for a cashier because I came in um, with the retail experience and a lot of cashier experience, but sh I came in with the meter reader group and I thought that's actually what I was going to be hired for. That is so not me. That is so not me, like climbing fences and traipsing through the mud, that is so not me. Uh, but she hired me f uh, for cashier and um, so when I started here, everything was written on paper, like service orders were all filled out on paper, uh, readings were turned in on paper, called in over the phone, you know, members did their own uh, turning in the readings and everything, yeah. Uh, there was a place on your bill where you turned in your reading and everything, and then in billing, they keyed in everything in the computer. Um, so we had one due date. So when I was a cashier on the due date, they were lined up out the door, everybody paying their bill on the same day. That was daunting. And then with the meter reading, we went to you know four different billing cycles. Um, so then, uh, then we changed computer systems. And um, Nolan has always been very uh, technology forward for the electric industry. They have always been on top of that. So I had no computer experience, very, very, very little computer experience. So everything I learned was on the job training. And I'm not afraid to ask for help. When we changed computer classes, or from one computer system to another, you know, I asked for help. I was like, I, I gotta practice, you know, cause I wait on a lot of people. And if you have people in front of you that are upset or they don't understand their bill, you know, it's hard enough, you know, and I need to know this inside and out. And I was not afraid to speak up. Well, everybody else was right there with me and they were glad that I spoke up and asked for help because 
everybody else stayed. And at the time, the CEO that we had at the time was very uh, willing to let us, you know, get all the practice that we needed to learn the system. And um, actually, the guy from NISC that came to uh, help us, he said when we went through the transition that we were the best prepared uh, co-op that he'd ever been through. So it really paid off. Um, but that's been the biggest challenge is just, you know, staying on top of technology because Nolan has always been very technology forward. Um, but when I was in service, <coughs> we took phone calls. We waited on walk-in members. We uh, returned all phone calls the same day. So if we had to stay till seven o'clock that night returning phone calls, we stayed till seven o'clock that night returning all phone calls. Uh, the ice storm changed how we did business. Um, the ice storm was daunting and that just about broke me. <laughs> um, the ice storm is what got us to have a call center because there were so many people off for so long. Um, you know, we just couldn't handle all of the calls. Um, we worked two weeks straight without a day off, 10, 12 hour days every day, doing the best we could. Um, so that changed how we did business a lot. You know, that's when we uh, changed uh, where, you know, everybody had to have underground service if they had an upgrade or if they had new service. I was really surprised that we went to that, but in hindsight, that was the best thing that we ever did because that prevented so much more outages. So that was a good thing. Uh, but that's what got us the call center and that really helped you know a lot taking over calls from that so yeah when i look back at what all we did you know i mean it was a lot so that that was a big reprieve so th so there's some good things that came out of the ice storm that uh at the time you know i thought it was the worst thing i'd ever experienced but there were some good things that came out of it i have met all types of people, all walks of life, all different case scenarios of people's life situation. Um, it has really expanded my outlook on people's lives and what people go through. I mean, you know, you just can't imagine, you know, all of the different uh, situations that people go through and it's really you know it tugs at your heartstrings you know uh, you meet some wonderful wonderful people you know and um, some people you can help and some people you can't and those that you're not able to help sometimes just really you know hurt your heart if you can't help them um, but Nolan is really really good about doing everything they can within their limitations to help people. Um, so, you know, we've met some really wonderful people. 
Um, and the people that I have worked with over the years, I mean, I have, you know, Nolan is like a big family, you know, and I have met some wonderful people while working here. And, you know, I was, I know some people don't, I find this hard to believe, but I was so shy and quiet when I started working here. Um, and it's really helped me come out of my shell, you know, dealing with the different people and different situations and, and everything. And I'm a better person for it, you know, I really am. And, uh, but I have met some wonderful people, both in the public and that work here, that uh, really, you know, you just take with you. So it's been a, a it's a big eye-opening experience. I started as a lineman, March of 1987. Before I came into dispatch, I was a service guy. Um, we had used to have to read meters here once a year. Uh, we did line inspection, um, just kind of just whatever was needed at that time. And then, it, and then when we started dispatch, I'm one of the original four. So I'm, I, was, I was one of the four who started in dispatch. So it was in the old office down on Dixie Highway, and uh, they actually converted a closet into the dispatch room. It was very small, two computers. Um, that's when it was called SCADA, but more or less we could op watch and act, do stuff at the substations is what that is. Um, so that's when that all started, and, and we took over Fort Knox, and that was part of the deal, I think, with Fort Knox, is we had to provide 24-hour dispatch service. I'd say I've been in dispatch 28 to 30 years. Yeah, I can't tell you exact. Um, I don't, somewhere in that ballpark, yeah. You know, when I came, um, we had 14 substations, now we have 24. Eight or nine thousand consumers. I think I was told this morning were over thirty-seven thousand. There was no cell phones. Um, there was no f computers. Were very limited. So we didn't. We had map books. Well, I was showing some guys this morning the old map books. Everything we did got printed. So whether we sent the service guys out to do a read for change, uh, connect, disconnect, build disconnects, it was all printed on pieces of paper. Um, and so then we would divvy it out, and we didn't have phones, so everything was done on the radio. So we didn't, we didn't, um, um, prime example, the first big storm we worked in this room, this room was designed differently than it is now. And we had a table run from one end of the room to the other, and we had stacks of paper grouped by substations. So it was just stacks of papers by every sub. So when you had a guy out working, you would literally have to go over and go through the stack of papers to find him what to give him next. So everything was done by map block numbers back in the day, not meter numbers. You didn't have no computers to look nothing up. We didn't have poll numbers. Um, you know, there was meter numbers and transformer numbers, but everything was done by map blocks. So we didn't say, if the old timers might know your street where you lived, but it was like the 2217 block, or that's how we learned. And it was all done on a paper map, paper map book. So to see where, what I've seen here in my time to the technology we have now, um, you know, the meters when they go off, they, we know it before they call. Um, if, if we lose something at the substation, we know it. Um, you know, we have cell phones now, which, you know, we still try to troubleshoot on the radio, but 
um, having cell phones when they're away from their truck, you know. Um, so yeah, the technology that I've seen in, in my, well, middle of March starts 38, uh, it's been a lot. I, well, I'll give you a prime example. When we have a three-phase circuit go out, um, we can actually run numbers now to try to get them in a ballpark where to start looking. So it's really cut our response time and our outage times down tremendously because of that. Um, you know, knowing, not having to get all these phone calls, knowing now what is out when it calls in, the outage management will predict back to a line that is out or a section of area that is out. So you already know what area is out within, you know, a couple minutes. Where in the past, you'd have had to take all these phone calls and try to figure it out. Now, because of the work like Judy does with mapping and our OMS, um, it, it lets you at least know where you got to go. And that has taken so much time away. And, and, and that's a really big deal because, you know, back in the day, I was telling the story this morning, you know, if you had trouble at night, um, you would send somebody back to the breaker and they'd close it in. You'd look for the sky to light up. And because it, you didn't have this technology, you know, you didn't have all this stuff to give you an idea where to go. Uh, a lot of lines back in the day, um, you know, were, were off the road. You know, and I've been here long enough to work two major ice storms, so a lot of stuff's been built on the roads now. You know, we have this Hendrix wire, which is more durable, a lot better. So it's just storm made us better by being able to do uh, moving stuff out of the fields and on the roads. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, it's just kind of crazy what I have what I've got to witness in my time here. Well, when I started learning to be a lineman, I knew how to climb a pole. I worked at cable TV, but I didn't do any kind of line work as far as electricity was. So that, that was a challenge. You know, old school foremans were rough. They were tough, they were hard on you, but you just, you accepted it and you just did your job. Uh, you, you know, you just came to work. We did, only had two bucket trucks when I started. And one was on a, on a heavy duty construction and the other was a maintenance truck. So the two crews that built all the taps and stuff, where as stuff started building, you climbed everything. So, um, and you just had to suck it up. When no man, when when the motor guys get on you, you just you just did it. You just came to win. You just you didn't say nothing. You just worked. And I've been very blessed to have some great guys working in this room. And and when 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 all crap breaks loose, that's a very big deal. So uh, so yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think my biggest challenge for me was when I came into dispatch. Very little college. We never had a computer growing up. I don't know if I knew anybody had a computer. I took typing in high school, probably because I hated school and I was trying to get by some easy classes. Um, I took two semesters of basic computer to learn to do my job right in here so I could learn to use a computer. But my typing skills, I remembered. I remembered my keys on my keyboard. So that made that easier. So that was that was probably my biggest challenge. And we've had a lot of challenges when we've when we've went from map books to mapping, um, from all the paper copies into everything is computerized now. And now we send it. You know, we used to, when we first started not trying to print, we they had uh, laptops, and the old servicemen didn't like it. You know, because nobody used a computer. I think people were afraid of it. We were the same way when we came in here. We were all ex linemen who started dispatch, so. You know, it was a big challenge for everyone. And now this iPads, and now you just send everything to them. Or if there's a big outage, we can call them and they can see it on their iPad. 
Um, so it's 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 technology's been amazing with this industry, and and for the good. You know, being able to get power restored during major storms. Um, I know what it was like to work an ice storm out as a lineman. Hadn't been here very long when that first one hit, and it, it was as bad as the 09 one, but we didn't have as many consumers, but we had poles broke everywhere, trees broke. But then to get to experience that from this side of, of the thing is, uh, um, you know, it's, it's mental. This this job in here at times is really mentally. So you have to, you know, you just, I don't know. that, But I think getting the power restored during outages, but the most important thing is for those guys to go home every night. So people ask me about Nolan and Greg. I've worked for three CEOs, all different, um, from an Army guy to Mickey. Mickey was a great guy, but you know he came from the member services side of things. Um, you know, Greg co-opted as a college student here, and but when my oldest son died, he was right start of COVID and uh, couldn't have a funeral. So we did a graveyard service and we came up the road. Greg had every knowing truck parked on the side of the road. And I still can't talk about it. But um, you know, when we came up, when we came up that road and seen all them Nolan trucks sitting on the side of that road, and I didn't know to this morning, Brad, my dispatcher, was actually in that crowd. Um, and you just you don't know what that meant, and and the people that we know in the community that found out about that, what what they said about it, how positive it was. So, everybody in my vehicle was bawling like a baby, because <laughs> I didn't know it. You know, they kept it, they did a good job of keeping the secret, so. Uh, but I just, you know, if Greg sees this, I do want him to know what that meant. I'm gonna tell him, but. But I've enjoyed my time here. And I still don't mind my job, you know. Um, I'm just tired. Been doing this a long time and, you know, I wanna see what's next in life. And spend some, me and my wife do some stuff and spend some time with, the, with my parents. And, you know, I found out I'm going to be a grandpa in the middle of March also. So the thing about this job is you, you're married to it and your family has to understand that when, all, when everything breaks free, your personal life stops. And so as long as your family's on board with that, it works. But it's just how it is. I can't believe it's time. You know, the time's coming up now. So, I've been reminiscing back, so, of the, you know, we started in the old office to how things were and how things are now, and we were talking about this morning, and it's, uh, it's pretty crazy, everything I've seen. Thanks for joining us for Wire to Wire with Nolan RECC. 